Hey, 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 it's Neville Medora here with the Swipes email from March 1st, 2024. And by the way, if you are listening to this on audio, do me a favor, reply to this email and just say like, I listen, I love the podcast. I'm listening to the podcast. I'm just trying to get a rough idea of who's out there listening. Because last week I didn't include one. I was out in Costa Rica and I just couldn't record one. And people were like, hey, what happened to the thing? And I was like, I thought no one listens to this. So just let me know so I can get a rough number of uh, what's going on with the audio. Anyways, let's get started with today's swipe. So I really love this Michael Sarah, the actor, and Sarah Vey advertising campaign. And I actually saw this when it was in its creation, and I didn't realize it was like a viral prank. So there's this ad that says, developed with dermatologists, not Michael Sarah. And it's like Michael Sarah, the actor, just putting his name on there in Sharpie. And apparently this is developed by WPP, this big digital firm, and Ogilvy of Ogilvy and Mather fame. Um, after seeing random rumors on Reddit that Michael Sarah, the actor, actually created CeraVe lotion. And this has like actually popped up on Reddit a few times over the years. And so weeks before their Super Bowl ad, they got these influencers to fuel the speculation that Michael Sarah was the founder of this lotion company. And they actually hired influencers to release photos and TikToks and stuff. And uh, this one particularly large uh, social, I don't remember what her name is, but you've probably seen her on social media. She's like, guys, run to this pharmacy in Brooklyn. I just saw Michael Sarah signing bottles. And there's like pictures and videos of him signing bottles at a, uh, at a CVS or something. And they also hired influencers to release these shots of Michael Sarah holding like 20 plus bottles of CeraVe in conveniently transparent shopping bags with who has a transparent shopping bag. So at, when I saw that one, I was like, something's up. Why would he be holding this? This is clearly some sort of prank. Um, but then after all this buzz got stirred up on the internet, they released a funny ad disproving it that he's not in fact the founder of CeraVe, but it was just a big thing. And I don't know, I just thought they did a really good job. Now, did it sell more CeraVe lotion? I'm not sure. I'm sure it got on a lot of links, a lot of uh, buzz and people looking into it. Um, I personally use CeraVe. That's why like, I use that lotion. And so that's why it kind of like attracted my attention. But I thought it was a very brilliantly run prank that was uh, weeks in the making. Here's a little piece of wisdom. This is a cool graphic by Cape War. Uh, or Borgnine, not sure how to pronounce her last name, but anyways, I included the Twitter link uh, with 12 different pricing psychology tips I really liked. So um, it's like big font equals big price, uh, smaller font equals smaller price, exact numbers appear larger. So if you put like 1,302,059.53, those numbers just seem much bigger than 1.3 million or they seem much more accurate. And there's all these different... Um, pricing hacks. Now, I'm not sure if 100% of this is totally correct, but I did love the way that this image was laid out. And um, I thought it was just really easy reading. Here's something interesting. Um, I think Mr. Beast is part of this, but it's a company called ViewStats, ViewStats.com. And you could basically see the stats for every video on YouTube, every creator, how many things they've got. I previously used a site called Social Blade for this, and you can actually view all the different social platforms. And it's, it's actually really good. I still use Social Blade, but View Stats is just very slick, very fast. And they even have this new thing now that it'll show you when a video was updated um, with a title change or a uh, thumbnail change. So if you don't know, most of your favorite large creators actually split test a lot of thumbnails and titles. Not all of them. I follow MKBHD. He doesn't really split test that many. I think he just makes really good videos and people watch them. And, but most creators will try to split test and for example, uh, Noah Kagan has a, a video out called he makes 1 million a year with one Airbnb. And then he has another one that says 
he makes one million a year with one Airbnb. Here's how, and it shows a thumbnail of the guy holding up a sign that says five thousand dollars a night. So basically, you try to say like which is the most grabbing uh, thumbnail and title to get people to click that video, and once they're in, hopefully they stay. So it's pretty cool to see some of your favorite creators split testing titles and thumbnails, and I've never been able to see behind the scenes of that, and viewstats.com just does it, and it's free. It's not like a, a paid promotion or anything. It's just a free site, so pretty cool. Here's a little funny picture. It's actually a meme I saw, and I've been moving designs from Figma, which is like a design platform, into actual live web pages, and this meme captures it perfectly. It's like the, the original meme was there's there was like an influencer guy who was putting out... Um, was putting out videos for fun and it shows like a girl with purple hair but really it's just like a pretty filter and it's like this asian guy with a blue towel on his head <laughs> but the filter makes him look like an attractive female and so i feel like design mock-ups whenever i get them in figma from designers are always like awesome but when you actually translate them onto your page they get all funky and lose some of the prettiness and the reason is in Figma, you can design anything. You can make anything look like you want, put shadows here, make this go over here, make this overlap. But then when you're actually using like a WordPress theme or in my case, case Envision Community theme, um, you, you, you have just restrictions, right? You can make these things, but it might just be a big engineering task to make something like that and really change its core functionality. So it might be hard to tell in this resolution, but here's like a before and after of a Figma thing and then after. And it just looks much prettier in Figma and then it just looks like clunkier um, after. Now, this, uh, this picture I showed on the email is not all that great, but in real life, you can tell. Um, here's a fun little essay. So whatever new business idea you are coming up with in 2024, try to apply it to a different type of business models. I kind of like doing this just because it gets you thinking in different directions. Like if you're selling lawn mowing, you could sell it as a one-time product, sure. Or you can set up a subscription model for someone and say $79 a month, I'll mow your lawn um, every month for the same price, for a much cheaper price than the $120 a month uh, for $120 one-time fee. And you can do all sorts of different types of uh, business models. For example, there's a subscription model, and this is where you charge like X dollars a month, like $50 a month to get access to something. It could be software courses, it could be services, it could be design services, it could be software services. I personally sell a subscription for people to access my community, so I use the subscription model myself. There's the e-commerce model, so that's where you sell a product online, get delivered to a customer, either you ship it to yourself or send it through a dropshipper. And this is actually how I made my first company, House of Rave. Um, I would rank in the search engines for like stuff like glow stick party pack or whatever, and people would buy it. And then I had a drop shipper in San Carlos, California, who would ship it out. Um, there's also the affiliate marketing model. This is where you talk about products and put an affiliate link and you get a cut of the sales each time. So for example, I included an affiliate link to ConvertKit, which is an email software company. And if you click that link and buy a subscription for like 30 bucks a month, I get a small kickback. I might get like three bucks a month because of that. And some people can do this really well. A lot of the tech people you see on, um, tech review people on YouTube you see doing this, they'll include, they'll say like, here's my lighting setup for my desk. And they'll include a link to the lights in the description. And if you click that and buy, from Amazon, for example, you might get like a 7% subscription or a 3% uh, kickback. So you could actually make a little bit of money that way. The other one is an ad-based model. This is mainly for the web, but it's where you get traffic to a website and you put ads all over it. For example, if you go to swipefile.com, it's totally littered with Google AdSense ads. And when people click those ads, 
um, I get a couple cents or sometimes even a couple bucks depending on who's advertising. And there's a bunch more models you can go through here um, that I won't bore you with saying it here, but it's consulting services, franchising model, digital products model, marketplace model, and direct sales. Actually, fun fact about direct sales, um, Gary Halbert, the copywriter that got me interested in copywriting, he's now dead, but um, he had these letters called the Boron Letters, and when he describes how he became a millionaire in 1971, and it was with a one-page letter that he called the Coat of Arms Letter that sold a coat of arms picture from your family's last name, and it also sold uh, like a report about the last name. So for example, here pictured here is, um, a coat of arms for McDonald, the last name McDonald. And he basically looked up the last name McDonald all across the country in every single phone book and sent this piece of mail to people. And people would send back two bucks to get this report that was just like a couple pages printed out. So it's pretty cheap to deliver. And that's how I became a millionaire. So very interesting. And uh, lastly, um, here, here's a splurge. It's for the copywriting course, but listen to this. This is, this is why I set out on the subscription model based on the essay above. So I actually sell a subscription model for courses and community. And the reason I've done subscription models because I've gone through the entire rigmarole of selling individual courses and follow this logic of how I arrived at this conclusion because it, it might help you if you're a creator too and sell any sort of digital product. So one, I originally made one course called Copywriting Course, which taught some basic copywriting principles. And I sold that. And I think it was like $97 back in the day. So I sold $97, you get the copywriting course, it's just a set of videos you can access on the web. That's it, that was what it was. Um, two, then I made another course about sending fun and engaging emails, and I called that the email writing course. So now I had two courses. Three, then I made a course on how to use autoresponders to automate a lot of your email marketing. In fact, a lot of the passive income stuff you hear about, a lot of that is powered by autoresponders. And four, then I made another course and another course and another course, and this goes on times 12. At one point, I was selling 12 individual courses. So number five, eventually people got confused on which course to buy, and honestly, so did I. So we made a bundle of courses to sell. Six, I realized this real success from customers came from when people took my courses, but also got feedback on their copy in different projects. And this covered the copywriting and business strategy and all the digital marketing in between. And I found this out by offering people who would sign up like a month worth of office hour strategy sessions. So I would hop on a call and they would ask copywriting questions or marketing questions. And the questions were like really ranged all over the place, like how to create a book, how to uh, make a video for a large company that someone worked for, like all sorts of crazy stuff. And of course, like email and landing pages and stuff like that too was a big part of it. And then seven, I realized to best serve students, we had to go to a monthly subscription model so myself and professional writers could give them feedback, improvements, and much of the time just rewrite their stuff. Whenever we would rewrite stuff or give feedback and improvements to people, that's when they really learned. Just sitting and watching a video was definitely helpful for a lot of people, but giving live feedback, like someone said, here's my homepage, how do I improve it? And we mock it up and give them better uh, feedback on it, on how to improve it. That's when people truly learned. And to do that, look, I had costs, right? I have to pay myself, I have to pay writers. And so a subscription model where every month we got money made sense to do that. Otherwise, we just couldn't provide that level of service. And then eight, lastly, we also realized people who spent like a whole year in the course 
did the absolute best. So originally I only made it yearly because I was like, I don't want people to be in just for a short amount of time. But then enough people were like, well, I don't know if I want to buy. Is this good enough? So we eventually released monthly. And, and you know, it's kind of funny. I went through this whole like eight step process of figuring this out. But in reality, you see every single software company have like monthly and yearly, right? It's just the same thing. I was trying to reinvent the wheel on different pricing strategies. And honestly, it just kind of comes back to the mean. <laughs> So anyways, so now we end up having like a monthly option. So it's affordable for people to buy and they could test drive us to see if they really want everything and they get everything right away. Um, so $97 a month. But then what happens is a lot of people are like, oh, this is really cool. And I want to work on a project in office hours in the forum over the course of a couple of months. And they end up paying 97 a month when they could have just signed up for the yearly. And it ends up being much, much cheaper than that for the whole year. Plus you don't have recurring payments and stuff. Um, and then to incentivize people to stay on longer, People who are uh, on uh, with us for over a year get 365 a year renewals. So a lot of people just stay on forever because the price is like a dollar a day and they get all the new content we do. If you ever have a question, you just ask me in office hours directly or you can ask on the forum anytime and ask me directly there or um, with the other writers as well. So that's why um, we ended up with like a subscription plan for copywriting course. It's really cool. And we've been able to get so many different wins for members each year. So, and it's just like, I don't even know how to describe it, but so many people are just like, dude, this is so much more than copywriting training. It's like a community of builders making things and they're using copy to improve things. So for example, one guy had a, thanks to you, I published a book last month and sold nearly 500 copies to date. That's pretty awesome. Um, JR said, I can't imagine having launched my business without your support and feedback. Thank you. JF said, and by the way, I'm abbreviating people's names here. Let's give it away. Said, thanks for all the help and support for my online conversion calculator. It launched last week and is already ranking for keywords and bringing traffic to the site. Loved working on that calculator with them. Uh, WF said, thanks for your help writing our Shopify store copy. We made our first huge sale today. Couldn't have done it out the great writers and mentors here. And there's just so many other wins. You can go to copywritingcourse.com slash wins and see literally thousands of them. Um, anyways, that's the end of this uh, splurge session. So I hope you enjoy the swipes email. Uh, of course, stands for Swipe Wisdom, Interesting Picture, Essay, and a Sketch. And if you do listen to this audio version, give me a give me a shout. Reply to the email. Just say, I listen. Thanks, buddy. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Always let me know if there, I can do any improvements, and I will talk to you later. <laughs>